Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. We'd like to welcome everybody back to the Football's Family Podcast. We've got a special event. Uh, typically, I do one show a week if I have the chance, but I got two shows this week because tomorrow, September 8th, is a big deal. And you know why, why it's a big deal, Zach? Or Zachary, you know why it's a big deal? It's start of the NFL season, baby. Uh, it's Thursday, and that's the day that you go out for pizza and, and chicken wings. Uh, or maybe that's just me. Oh, it's the start of the football season next week or tomorrow? tomorrow i didn't know that it it hadn't been on my lips ever since the titans got eliminated from super bowl contention against the Bengals, which should never happen but you know i've got a special guest would you like to introduce yourself hey my name is zach i'm from the playbook podcast we talk about every sorts of sports from football basketball baseball all the way out to mma i'm glad to be on here thanks for having me oh no and thank you thank you for being on it so what we're going to do today, not necessarily going to be the longest um, podcast, but what we're going to do is Zach and I are going to talk about, and, and I got Dana Augusta from, from uh, you know, from the, the historical, uh, historically speaking podcast. Um, he gave me his predictions. What we're going to do is we're going to give you our predictions for the division winners, for the wildcard teams, and for the Super Bowl champion. And we're probably going to give us give you predictions for the possible MVP this year. And this is all going to be recorded and it's going to be posted. So we can't turn back. I mean, we're going to have to stick with what we got. Yes, sir. So what we're going to do is let's start with probably the most gimme division in the NFL, and that is the AFC East. The AFC East, I have the Buffalo Bills winning like everyone else does. There's the Buffalo Bills. Miami might have a shot if things fall in, in place for them. But other than that, Patriots took a step back, and the Jets are still J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, and, and I want to say this, that I don't predict anybody touching the Buffalo Bills, and Dana didn't either. He picks the Buffalo Bills by a mile. Um, I would love this. I had this problem. My dogs decide to bark at each other when they have food. Uh <clears throat> I love to see somebody mess with the Bills. I just don't see that happening. And that might kind of indicate who I picked to win the Super Bowl this year, but that's just me right now. All right. So we got the Buffalo Bills. And obviously, to me, they will get the one seed. Yeah, I see them one seed, unless if something tragic happens, one seed or two seed. I don't see them going below. They're definitely not a wild card team, in my oh, opinion. Oh, no. Not a wild They're card. They're lock in. They're lock in. Uh, Let's go to the AFC North. Of course, you have the Super Bowl runner-up in that division, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Dana picks the Baltimore Ravens to win that one, and I think if Lamar Jackson is the Lamar Jackson that we know he is, they probably do win it. But, I mean, it's hard to go against what Cincinnati is building there. So I have it as a two-horse race right now. I give the slight edge to uh, the Ravens because last year we didn't see a fully healthy Ravens team all year. And they did give Cincinnati a run for their money in some games. So I believe with some improvements, them taking away uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown is going to be a blessing in disguise. 
because he didn't have hands. He had four sets of feet. I believe they edge out the Cincinnati Bengals, get that uh, three to four seed. So that's that's what, uh, like I said, that's what Dana Augusta has. Um, he is, uh, Augusta has, he has Baltimore being the third seed. I I find it hard to go against the Cincinnati Bengals because of what they did for the offensive line. Uh, I do predict them to win the North, but they're not going to be the second seed. They will probably be the third or fourth seed. Uh, but that doesn't mean I don't pick the Baltimore Ravens to pull in a wild card team. It, it, you know, it's one of one of those two. Yeah, it, that's one of the two divisions I see making uh, putting two teams in the wild card. I don't see uh, the AFC East putting more than one team in the playoffs. I just don't see that. Um, I think that you're going to see Miami, New England, and New York Jets just either bottom dwell or beat each other up. But I do see the AFC North picking at least two teams to make it to the playoffs. All right, let's go over to the AFC South. Now, I have a problem with Dana's prediction here. He picks the Colts to win it. Uh, I'm over the Indianapolis Colts for one reason. Uh, every time I would read, I watch uh, TPS videos all the time, and it, they're always talking about how much better the offseason has been for the Colts than anybody else. They picked the Colts to walk on water and to start flying uh, without wings. I have a problem with that. Uh, my Titans, and yes, I'm a homer, and I will pick the Titans to win the the, the division this year. Uh, I think that the Titans will win the division. They will not win first overall seed. They just last year, I don't know what they were. They lit on themselves on fire. I do predict them to win the AFC East, not the or sit, uh, South, I should say, probably either the second or the fourth seeds. Uh, but I probably predict the Colts to to make a, a wild card. But what do you think? So I, I myself am a Jacksonville fan, so I can't even be a homer because then I'll be delusional. I see I see the Colts winning this out too with Dana. Derrick Henry coming off that injury. He's getting a little bit older. Y'all just lost A.J. Brown, which was Ryan Tannehill's favorite uh, target. You triggered y'all replaced Y'all replace him with a – Robert Woods, that came off a horrific knee injury. I would love to see the Titans excel without Robert Woods. I just don't see that. I see them running Derrick Henry to the ground even further. I hate to say that. Bama fan, I love love me some Derrick Henry, have him in my fantasy team. But I have it a close race, and I think Indianapolis beat uh, beats them into that playoff spot. Dana has them going 10-7, the Colts. I think uh, 10 wins will win this division. Um, my thing is the Colts are are rolling out Matt Ryan to me, who is a drastic improvement over Carson Wentz. Uh, their team is loaded. But here's the thing that really gets me. It's like until you prove that you can beat the Titans consistently, it to me, the Titans, will if they can split one uh, – if they can win one out of the two games against the Colts, they'll win the division because I don't think the Jags are going to contend and the Texans are not going to contend. I think no. can win one. And all you got to do is is win the division in rankings. It's not necessarily in your overall ranking, but in your in your win loss in your division. That's what matters. Yeah, and I feel like the Colts are going to get that done if they beat the Jacksonville Curse too. I, I would be honest, Colts fans. I'm not against the Colts. I love I, I like the Colts, but when 
Jacksonville beat them last year. I had to laugh a little bit out loud. Oh, I was there. I was there at the game, and I was expecting a complete blowout. And then all of a sudden, I just see Carson Wentz, Carson Wentzing. Jonathan Taylor doesn't look like he was in the game. I was like, you know what? It's good to be a Jaguars fan today. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chargers, too, uh, last game of the season. Just go for the tie. That's all you had to do. Yeah, all you had to do was just run the clock out. Uh, speaking of the AFC West, Dana has the Chiefs winning and being the second seed. Um, here's here's my thing about the the West. This is a this is going to be a shootout. It's going to be a cutthroat division. It is awful. I mean, when you well, I say awful. You're going to be beat up. You get six games. Well, actually, you get one, two, three, four games. Well, you play everybody once or twice, I should say. So it'll be six games. Um, you get, say you get Kansas City twice a year. Mahomes is going to light you up at least one of those games. Oh, exactly. And now you got Russell Wilson, you got Herbert, and you got Derek Carr. Golly. Dude, that is a tough division to call because any of them teams could win it. Do you, are you surprised? And, and I, I mentioned this a couple of years ago in, in the interview I did. I would not be surprised if the amount of money that they're paying quarterbacks won't eventually come back to bite teams like that. Oh, I, I feel like it's going to bite teams like Kansas City. It's already somewhat bit them with the loss of Tyreek Hill, who was one of the three components of their offense. I mean, eventually, when you're paying, how much is it? $50 million a year that they're paying Patrick Mahomes? Is he worth it? Sure he is. Oh, yeah. But you have a salary cap that you have to keep. So that being said, I picked the Chiefs to win the West. I, I'm actually uh, picking my dark horse to win this, and that is the Oakland Raiders. Oh, oh. I, I feel like Derek Carr is going to make a go back to his M- MVP season where before he got injured, he was throwing up MVP numbers. He has a great receiving core with Hunter Renfro on one side, Devontae Adams, and Darren Waller. He has a good workhorse running back with Josh Jacobs. Their defense ain't the best, but it's a solid defense to win them a couple games. And I just believe they make that step to jump over uh, Kansas City. The Chargers, I feel like they brought in older veterans that are declining in production, such as Khalil Mack. If you look at his stats, 2015 was his last multi-sack year. After that, he's been averaging six, seven, five sacks a, uh, a year. And then Denver, I think it's too early for them to be able to gel with with the new offense, new pieces around Russell Wilson. So I have Oakland winning it this year and getting the number two seed. All right. So you have you have the Raiders going. So right now we're looking at Buffalo. You pick Baltimore. I pick Cincinnati. You pick the Colts. I pick the Titans. I pick the Chiefs. You pick the Raiders. Uh, Dana picks Buffalo, Kansas City. Baltimore and the Colts. Now, wild card teams in the AFC South or the AFC. So my two wild card teams. Well, you, are, you get you get three. You oh, get three, three of them. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Uh, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. And I haven't really thought about. Give me the Titans. Give me All the right. Titans. Like, I'll, I'll let you stay on the show at this point. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, Dana picks the Chargers, Cincinnati, and New England. Um, I pick uh, 
I would probably go with with the Raiders, Baltimore, and probably the Colts. Because I think that if the Titans can pull it out, it will be by game or two at the most, at the very yeah, most. Yeah. So I don't think – I think it would be close. Now, I would not be surprised if you get three AFC West teams. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised either. Now, but- out of all those teams that we just mentioned, Dana picks Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl. Who do you pick? I, I, uh, a little bit before that, I got uh, Buffalo and Baltimore in a close AFC championship game, but I got Buffalo just because they have a stronger defense and a better overall quarterback. Okay. As much as I hate to say this, I pick Buffalo to go as well. Not that I hate to see, but I want to see Buffalo uh, win a Super Bowl, uh, but it's hard to go against my Titans. It just hurts me to say anybody but my Titans. But I just don't see anybody in the AFC overcoming Buffalo, especially if they have a home field advantage. Oh, exactly. Buffalo is just too good of a team. It's their season to lose in the AFC. Right now. Okay, so let's quickly, because uh, like I said, I appreciate your time, Zach, for, for tonight. Um, the NFC, let's go with the NFC. Uh, let's go with the NFC East. The NFC East, probably arguably one of the worst divisions in the NFC. Um, either that or the uh, overall or the South overall. It's one of those two. I would say the South overall, but in the NFC East, I have actually the Philadelphia Eagles winning it out. You know, it, Dana picks the Cowboys to do it. I'm finding it hard to go against the Eagles. The Eagles, I feel like Jalen Hurts is about to make that showing that he is a starting quarterback. They picked up your boy AJ Brown. That hurts. That hurts. That hurts. But I got him on my fantasy team, so I'm okay with it. Uh, they got Devontae Smith, who's an excellent route runner, smart player. Their defense, they just picked up another piece. I can't remember the cat's name right now. And overall, I feel like they're just poised to win that weaker division. Now, that being said, I don't see anybody making it to the playoffs by wild card. I don't think that – I think you'll have one NFC East team, and I see the Eagles doing it. But it would not surprise me that the Cowboys win that division. It wouldn't surprise me, but I see the Eagles doing it. All right. NFC North to me is a one horse race. Who do you got? I got the Packers, and so does uh, Dana. Dana has them at the one seed. Oh, I actually got this as a two horse race with the Vikings edging out the Packers. Ah, I feel like the uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the weapons that he normally has. His number one receiver right now is Alan Lazard. He ha- has his running back do- uh, tandem. Their defense lost a key piece in Zadarius Smith, who went to the Vikings. And the Vikings just overall overall uh, rehauled their offense to benefit their players and their styles better because Kirk okay. Cousins best deep style thrower. So he's able to – it's more of like a read option pass system where if that first option ain't there, dump it off to a running back, which is pops, possibly top five running back in the league at the moment. Well, okay. All right. All right. So we have a little disagreement. That being said, could Minnesota, in my scenario, make it to the playoffs? Yes, I think they will be a wild card team. I think that it will come down to the fact that Detroit is is moving up. Chicago is not going anywhere. Oh, no. Uh, Justin Field is in a bad situation. I like him. And personally, on my Madden team, I have him as my starting quarterback. I like him. 
Uh, Detroit is just, it's on an upward trajectory, but just, you got to keep with the quarterback. You got to keep with the system. Don't change things up so much, but it, so you have Minnesota. I have green Bay. Dana has green Bay too. In the, the NFC South, probably it's a two horse race. Dana has the saints. I think I have the saints going as well. I, I've been burnt by this before. I can never bet against that old man, Brady. I've been burnt many of years, and I'm I'm still going to stick with it. I feel like it's the Buccaneers division still to run. I don't trust Jameis quite yet. Okay, okay. So that being said, um, my my second wild card team would probably be Tampa Bay. And, oh. and uh, that's what Dana has as his second wild card team is Tampa Bay. Now, the NFC West, to me, is the most interesting division in the NFL. You have three possible teams that can come out of it, and you—you—it's hard to go against the uh, the Super Bowl champion to win this. So you agree with me, the Rams? So I've actually this is the one division because uh, I did a little episode on this before. It—it's it, uh, kind of a three-way tie. By I can't go over what they did yet uh, last year, and they brought back Aaron Donald. So I do have the Rams making okay. out that West. Rams, uh, Dana picks the Rams to be the second team. I think they would be the, the, uh, I think they will put up a good fight against Green Bay for the first seed overall. Uh, I don't know how much longer they could do that by trading their first and second round picks away, but man, um, I like to see Arizona do something this year, and they would be my last wild card team, Arizona. So I, I believe actually the 49ers squeak it out over Arizona. Okay. Okay. Now, if I were to take, say, if I were to take Minnesota out, I would put the 49ers in. Yeah, that NFC wild card, it's very inter- interchangeable because we don't know how, but my three wild cards are going to be Green Bay, the 49ers, and Arizona. Three teams are going to come out the West. Okay. Dana's is San Francisco, Tampa Bay, and Minnesota. If I had to make a decision today, I would drop Minnesota. I would put Tampa Bay, San Francisco, and Arizona. Now, I like Minnesota a lot, but man, Arizona is hard to go against. The only, the only reason I'm I'm saying uh, Arizona's a wild card and doesn't actually beat the Rams because on paper Arizona looks a million times better than the Rams. They got a better defense personnel, offense personnel, and just a lot more explosive players. But Kyler Murray shows that he is inconsistent that second half of the year, and that's where you make your money at getting to the playoffs. Well, he made uh, made some good money. Who do you pick to win out of the NFC? <sighs> I, I have the I have the Rams going back. Dana has Green Bay. If I had to make a decision, it would be hard to go against the Rams. Uh, so we have Buffalo. You have Buffalo and the Rams. I have Buffalo and the Rams, and, and Dana has Buffalo and Green Bay. Dana picks Buffalo to win the Super Bowl. I pick Buffalo if they go against the Rams to beat the Rams. Who do you have? So um, I know my co-host is going to love me, but I also do have Buffalo finally breaking that Super Bowl curse and winning it all this year. All right, people in Buffalo, if you're hearing the sound of our voice, wide right will no longer apply to y'all. 
no, you deserve after what you have gone through. Now, that being said, I am the re- I am the benefactor of the Music City Miracle, which was a legal play. By the way, it was a legal play. It has been studied. It was a legal play. Uh, I think that play started the downward spiral that only uh, Josh Allen and and uh, and everybody else has changed a little bit in the last couple of years. But uh, so I do see Buffalo pulling this out and hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. Now, like I said, this is a quick show, and I appreciate you being on, Zach. Who do you pick to win the MVP this year? MVP, I think Josh Allen is going to carry that off. Josh Allen will carry it off. Dana does not have a listing of who he picks. Um, I would say that I would say that uh, Derrick Henry pulls another two thousand yard. No, I, I I think Derrick Henry. I would love to see that if he does it again, he better get the MVP. But I see Josh Allen doing it, not necessarily for his numbers overall like his passing numbers, but his numbers on the ground, his numbers overall, the way the team are playing, I think Josh Allen has the um, has the best opportunity to win the super or to win the the playoffs or excuse me the MVP. Now, if things change and we want to come back and rethink this because somebody starts to light up the world, we we have the opportunity to delete this particular one. It never happened. <laughs> it never happened. No. They got they got to know that we were completely wrong. Mid season predictions after this, yes, it's it's yes. Mid season, we're going to restate it about week nine and make sure that we're getting things right. Now, Zach, again, tell us about your podcast and about what you're up to. So, podcast, me, my co-host Jared. He's sadly not here. He he's fallen ill. We've uh, mostly talked about uh, NFL, college football. We just dropped the video this afternoon. And the UFC we're big into mostly. And we just talk about our opinions, predictions, make a little banter back and forth, try to bring on guests from different walks of life who are interested in t- them types of sports. And I'm looking at your your man cave in the background, and I notice you got your uh, – on your right, my left, you have the 18-time national champion roll, tide roll. Roll, tide. But you have on the other side the Florida Gators, which kind of hurts me to look at. It hurts me too, but that is my co-host Jared's. All right, so explain the New York – okay, my dog was giving me kisses. Uh, (laughs) Explain the New York Giants and the New York – or the only New York team, the Buffalo Bills, in the back there. So this New York Giants helmet is actually signed by Michael Strahan. Okay, that's acceptable. By the way – New York Giants fans, the NY on New York, the the blue and the white, I love it. People say, well, we know that they're a New York team. They're actually a New Jersey team. The New Jersey team. When that came about, they were the New York Giants. They were playing um, in Yankee Stadium, if I remember correctly, where that started. Then they went to the Meadowlands soon after that, or a few years after that, I should say. I love the block NY, but one of my favorite helmets – is the Lawrence Taylor Giants? Oh my gosh, that how that awesome is that? Beautiful, beautiful to say the least. If you can go back to the old school Giants hat helmet that was worn, and I don't remember uh, if Jeff Hosseller wore the Giants helmet. I can't remember that Super Bowl in particular, but the Giants, the block Giants, I love that. Now in the back though, you have the white uh, Buffalo Bills. 
to me, when the Titans went from white to blue helmet, I love that to me. But that is clean. Yeah, that is uh, also because my co-host and you being a Giants fan, a little known fact, because they used to be the Houston Oilers and all that. I've had a cousin who uh, played on technically the Titans. If you ever heard of a name called uh, Kenny Stabler? Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's my third cousin. Well, there you go. See, um, Kenny Stabler, uh, long story short, was Alabama grad, went to the, at the time, Raiders. they were the Oakland Raiders. And then I believe, did he go to the Houston Oilers and then the New Orleans Saints or the New Orleans Saints and then the Houston Oilers? Oilers, then Saints. Okay. He was in, I didn't know this, but I saw him in the Oiler blue and I thought that doesn't look right on Kenny Stabler. Oh, no. Now, Kenny Stabler, that's awesome that I'm talking to a relative of Kenny Stabler. Kenny Stabler to me was one of my favorite just bad boys of football who actually wasn't just considered a bad boy. He was a good player to great player, won games with his grit and his love of the game, and men wanted to follow him. Oh, he, he was in a, he's he been to a couple of my peewee games when I played down in Alabama and in Florida. Amazing guy. I To be honest, I was so young. I didn't know. I was just like, oh, dad, who's this? He's like, oh, that – that's your third cousin, Kenny Stabler. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Nice to meet you type thing. He uh, he really, him and J uh, Joe Namath really brought out the hair game. Seeing, there's a video of Kenny Stabler with two cheerleaders on his arm, one on each arm. I thought that's Kenny Stabler right there. Oh, that's old Kenny. That's <laughs> old Kenny. Now, give me a prediction before we end, uh, Zach. Who wins the, NS uh, the NCAA this year? I, I, I hate to sound like a homer, but roll, Todd, roll. It's going to come down. It's a two-horse race. It's going to come down to Georgia and Alabama again. It's going to mm. come down with them again because have you seen the SEC East? It, so a little fun fact, the SEC, besides LSU, thank God LSU is the one that messed up, but that uh, this record was – Four, uh, 15 and 0 going into that Monday night game. Oh, wow. Yeah. They were the only SEC team to lose. That's a mm. LSU. Thank you, LSU. Uh, by the way, my former favorite team, the Vanderbilt Commodores, are now 2 and 0, and they could be 3 and 0. They play Wake Forest this weekend. And I was looking at their potential record this year. They could have a winning record for the first time in a long time. You know what? I, I, I can't hate on Vanderbilt there. It's one of them things like if you make fun of Vanderbilt and you're an SEC fan, what are you doing, man? Like, come on. I, I'll tell you a story, Zach. And this is this is where we're going to finish. My son and my daughter were born in Tuscaloosa. My, my, my youngest was born in, in just down the road here in Tennessee. But they were born in Tuscaloosa. We lived in, in a place called Aliceville, Alabama for a few years. And I had to go for my job. I had to go to Tuscaloosa three days in a row. So mm -hmm. I thought I was going to do a little, little trip, a little, little test. So day one that I went, I wore a university of Tennessee hat. People slammed doors in my face. They cut me off in traffic and they were just rude. I said, all right. So the next day I wore a Vanderbilt Commodore hat. 
They didn't care anything about me. No, it wasn't a big deal to them. But then I wore an Alabama hat. People were opening doors for me. They were nice to me. Somebody said, oh, sir, you dropped something and, and picked up what I dropped. And I thought, this is what it means to be uh, an Alabama Crimson Tide fan. Uh, you know what matters in life. Oh, so uh, before we head out, I just got one story about also being an Alabama fan. So grew up in Mobile a little bit and Alabama-Auburn. That's the rivalry uh, it is. down there. Well, we are uh, – my family exclusively is banned from a restaurant. I can't think of the name of it right now, and I don't want to say the name of it. But we are banned for life because the day before the Iron Bowl, we all went out to eat as a family thing, and one of my cousins threw a piece of corn at my grandma and said and said some profanities about Alabama, and it all busted open from there. So we're banned from that due to the Iron Bowl. All I can say is, Zach, I respect that. If you cannot throw a piece of corn at your grandma for something about football, what are you doing? Exactly. Are you really family at that point? Are you really family? And if you can't, if you can't just take that piece of corn and just know that they love their team more than they love you, I mean, what's the point? What's the point, man? All right. Thank you for coming on today, my friend. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Have yourself a good night. You too. That's good. Thank you. Hey, man, if you ever want to do another video. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.